What happens when common sense is common, but just not helpful? What happens when social standards and thought processes leave you stuck? It's time for a new way of thinking. It's time for divergent sense. Divergent means different, varying, or dissimilar. Divergent sense is taking a different look at something to gain a fresh perspective and having viewpoints that are dissimilar to that which we know as common. This podcast was created to offer alternative opinions on topics ranging from life's everyday challenges all the way through much more complex topics as well. So join us here in our digital domain as we do our best to help life make sense, or should we say, divergent sense. Well, welcome back to the Divergent Sense podcast. And today, uh, Ben and I are going to continue to talk about the depression journey in real time that we've been discussing uh, over the last several episodes. And I think technically this is part five. And so, Ben, take it from there. Well, that's exactly right, sir. It has been uh, interesting to, to talk about all of this and, um, you know, just get, get this information out in front of, in front of people. I'd, uh, it sounded like a great idea uh, when, when you and I were talking about it. And I would talk to Dina about it and said, yeah, I'm really, I'm really excited about this. And then reality started to set in, started to get, you know, a little bit more apprehensive about, about <laughs> things and uh, <clears throat> just trying to figure out what, uh, you know, what was I smoking? Yeah. Uh, where I, you know, I thought this was going to come, you know, or I thought it was going to be a good idea. Uh, but I have, I haven't, I have enjoyed, um, documenting it, recording it, I guess, and, you know, and, and making it available for others, others to hear. Um, and actually, um, that's what we're going to do today is I'm going to, as promised, bring you kind of current of where I am. So I haven't peeled back all the layers of the onion, I'm at a at a point um, right now where I've I've kind of have this log jam going on. So I understand that um, <clears throat> my depression that that I'm I'm experiencing I've got it tied back to rejection. Uh, I've got it tied to uh, predominantly rejection, but uh, tied also to grief. Uh, but then also a very high stress work environment and and just life in general. All of those things, really nothing gives way to the other. Um, so, you know, we have, we, well, like I said, log jam, you know, a couple of big logs floating down the river, mm. then some debris mixes in, things start to get jammed up. You're at a curve in the river, life throws you a curve, you know, right. and it just kind of has, has started to bog down. So I was actually with my therapist yesterday and was, I was telling her that, we were going to be recording today, and I was going to be, you know, bringing up everyone uh, up to speed. She said, "Well, what are you going to say?" And that awkward deer in the headlights look <laughs> came up, and I'm like, "I'm going to tell them the things about the thing, yeah, the thing, and about then the thing, the thing yeah. you know, yeah." Uh, and the meter's running while I'm saying this, you know. I mean, so, right. yeah, and, it's and, costing and, you, yes. So I'm like, "Oh, uh, yeah, you know, I'm going to tell them how I feel." So, uh, <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> But so all in all, things have been going, uh, been much better. My, I, I can tell you that I can, I truly feel calmer that I can, I can tell my blood pressure is lower. My reactions, uh, are much less volatile to things, um, you know, than, than, than they, than they were. When I say volatile, I didn't like absolutely lo- lose my freaking mind and stuff like that. I right. wasn't a, uh, a violent or, you know, rager or anything like that, but I would just, 
it, I would instantly feel out of control mm-hmm. and like life was just rolling me over. Like I got trapped in some type of wave and it was just rolling me over and over and over. And that this is just a terrible place to live. Right. You know, just, and so I would go from zero to being just absolutely scared out of my mind about the next thing. Yeah. Um, and just not able to really to deal with anything. Um, I was at a place where, you know, an envelope, from maybe the IRS, you know, which I'm not in trouble with the IRS, by the way, just in case, you know, but you know, you get periodic letters as a business owner yep. uh, that you need to update this or someone's 1099 information is inaccurate or whatnot. I would either accidentally lose it <laughs> and not think about it, or I couldn't sleep until I opened it. It was kind of one way or the other. Right. So I instantly had to know. Seeing something from the IRS in the mailbox, setting it down on my desk at the end of the day, because I usually go get the mail at the end of the day, set it on the desk. And that's one of the things that I come to in the morning. Um, I, I, I couldn't. Oh, I had to open it right now. I, I got to know. Oh, I'm, whoa, I'm not sure thing. that that's an isolated <laughs> it experience. Be, it man, may not I, be. No, no, well, But it's it, a real one. It definitely is, and it, but anything like with the, the the kids or one of those one of those you know, and your wife does this, you know, or it says, "Hey, uh, can we talk about something?" Yeah, or yeah, and so that's bad enough. But it's the hey later, let's talk about this. Oh no 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 no, it's no, not, it's it's not later. later. No, you know, right now. <laughs> no, sit down. What what are we got to talk about? We're going to talk about this right now because I'm you know an absolute wreck. Yeah, uh, and, you know until until I know. It's always something benign, usually. Uh, but uh, okay, so all of this stuff has started to calm down. The reactions are good, much more um, subdued and in line with what I would say is m- more normal inside of life. Whatever normal is in twenty twenty two. So more more responding than reacting. Yes, ab- yes, ab- absolutely, absolutely. So um, one of the books that I've read, I've have been talking about changes that heal by Henry cloud. The book that I just finished uh, is actually people fuel by John Townsend. And it was a phenomenal book and it deals predominantly with relationships, but it does get into the individual level in what we each need from relationships. And he refers, he has things divided up into quadrants. It's a very intelligent um, book. It's very, it's just very, very uh, practical and easy to absorb, but he has 22 relational nutrients for a healthy life. And that's what that book speaks to is how those nutrients are brought about, how you, the need for those, um, how to identify the need for those and different things. So I was reading uh, that book and that was a recommendation for my wife. It's something that uh, she, uh, she had and, um, and she, she read it and she's like, I think you'd like this book. Well, I don't really like to read, you know, because yeah. that's what intellectual and people yeah. do, you know, smart people. I, I've heard that. Right. Yeah. I look at the pictures, you know, <laughs> so that's, that's, uh, that's more my speed, yeah. but uh, I do occasionally read captions. Uh, right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's why the memes are good for me. Yeah. It's work. a story. I read some memes today and that's my, that's, I can reach my reading goal. Literary <laughs> yeah. success. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. So. Uh, but anyway, so now I did read this book, uh, People Fuel, fantastic book, couldn't recommend it enough, uh, and just found several places where I'm like, oh, that's a nutrient. Uh, the, I, I can't argue with that. It really is. I, I need to I need to pay attention to that. Mm. Um, and things that I'd be willing to give in a relationship, but I wouldn't be willing to receive in a relationship, never ask anyone for help, you know, and right. need help. Yeah. Yep. Um, I'd be the... 
I'd like to say, I don't know that I am, but I would like to think that I'm the first guy that would say, oh, you need help? I am there, man, whatever you need. But I know that I would be, you know, I'm one of the last people to go, um, I need some help over here. Right. Even if that's just practical help, like in life, or if it's like help with emotions, struggling with different things, I'm, you know, I'm that last guy. I'm bringing up the rear on that. Whereas like my wife, she'll tell me, oh, I went to go. I had lunch with one of my friends today and we were talking about this struggle that we're having with the kids. And I'm, I'm like, well, who, who does that? And now I'm beginning to understand healthy, healthy people. people that. Yeah. That's the, that's the word <laughs> healthy people. And I'm not the portrait of health in several areas. Uh, you know, and, and, and that's not one either, but I am, I am realizing, Oh, okay. So I'm, I'm developing awareness that this is what I'm trying to migrate towards. And I'm going to try to start copying some of those behaviors and, see if you know i can't get some of it by osmosis well one of the big successes in this journey is just identifying what those actual issues are what those triggers are what the buttons are that cause reactions not responses and uh so that's that's actually huge it's easy to look at that maybe and say well that that doesn't seem like much but it's actually essential if if you don't do that you really can't go anywhere else right so the fact that you are becoming more aware on this journey of what those things are, what trigger your reactions, that you're just taking steps to mitigate reacting more to responding in a healthy way is a sign of real progress. And and I, I want to tell you, Ben, you need to celebrate that progress. Don't minimize it. Well, I certainly appreciate that. And, um, I, uh, we, we are going to continue, um, embracing that and trying to just you know undo some of that and see things differently and let the that mental and emotional narrative um be be rewritten i think when we hung it up last time uh i had had said that i had reached a place where i had i I had identified rejection as the primary issue and I'm, i'm that is that is true and i think we wrapped it up with i felt like i had been rejected by god Right. And I was kind of hung up on that. I knew it wasn't true, right. but I knew that that's what I was feeling. So I had to kind of get that undone. Uh, you know, I had to get that log out of the way, yep. you know, to, to start to free up the jam. And and I have, and, you know, you, I spent a lot of time uh, praying about that and just, you know, letting places um, be vulnerable to, to God and let him speak to me about those places where I, you know, I didn't, I didn't want him, you know, I don't, I don't want you around. I wasn't really making a conscious decision right. to keep him out of that, but I, it was nonetheless, it was something that I was doing just by, you know, subconsciously. I'm like, I'm not going to talk about this thing or let you speak to this right. thing. I'm not going to talk about it to anybody else. I'm not going to hear from anybody else. On, because you know, this, I don't, right. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, right. I, I, I mean, don't yeah. want to address it either. So, yeah, so, I but. You know, when so can we kind of uncover it and go, okay, here's, you know, here's the, here's the parts that I don't understand. And here's, you know, here's what I need to talk about. I mean, things started to flow kind of quickly and it was, you know, it was a little bit overwhelming because I, I don't normally sit by and go, I need to talk to God about this, but I'm not ready. You know, it, because again, oh no, if I, if I need to pray about something, I'm going to do it right now. Um, I, I like that with a lot of things, but I kind of put this on ice cause I'm like, I want to be extremely intentional. Because I don't know what I'm going to hear, how I'm going to hear it, what what's going to unfold. So I need to be ready. I don't want to do this by happenstance. Right. None of none of the rest of the progress had been done by happenstance. It was all very you know very intentional. I wanted this to be as well. So 
I did, you know, I, I took some time and I, it was, I was kind of nervous about it. I said, all right, here we go. We're going to go have this conversation. And so, so I did. And one of the first things that he told me, is like, I know how you feel. And I was like, okay, how's that? And then, you know, so we, I, we had recently been reading in our morning devotions about, we were in the gospels and, and some of the ways that some of the things that he went through in his very short ministry season. And I'm like, oh yeah, you were rejected like everywhere. Mm. Yeah. Like to the point that they killed you. Yeah. You were rejected by your chosen people. Right. Oh. It wasn't just emotional. It right. wasn't just no. mental. No. It turned physical. Right. And my and fortunately for me, my rejection has never been, you know, physical where people have right. uh, you know accosted you. Yes. In some way. Yeah. No, that has never been a problem. In fact, people are usually, you know, kind of intimidated by my stature. Yes. And don't mess with me at all. Uh, I play that to my advantage because that's about all I have. Um, I don't have anything to back it up with whatsoever. But, um, but he said, you know, he said, I know, I know how you feel, and I, all right, that, you know, and it seems so simple because you would say, oh, well, yes, the Lord went through this, but I didn't apply it, and I would never say clearly we're not equal I, by any stretch of the imagination. Have we gone through the same thing? But here I am thinking I'm out on my own lonely island and you know forgotten by the lord and he's like yeah i've i've done that oh gosh and and what a what a a wake up it was for me um and one of one of the things that as we were going back and forth you know i said well look at you know look at this mess that i'm in look you know look what's going on here and, and why why am i stuck and he kind of just gave me gave me this phrase. He said, "We don't focus on all the clothes in our closet when the sweater that we're wearing is what's coming unraveled." And you know, it's just kind of a thought. I'm like, "Yeah, that's 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 really true." You know, and and for me, I have lots of clothes in the closet. But if I'm wearing something that's actively coming undone, mm. I don't. I'm not thinking about the other clothes. I'm thinking about the immediate problem of what I have right, right in front of me coming undone. And so a lot of poor thinking, you know, A leads to B leads to C, you know, rejection leads to bad thinking, bad thinking leads to a further um, broken way of thinking and leads to a distorted view of God and what, and, and how you, uh, and your relationship with him. So, you know, that is, that is something that, um, that I had to, I guess, I don't want to say come to terms with, but a realization that I had to have. So that I could go, okay, God's not the bad guy here. And again, I knew he wasn't, but I needed to I needed to put all the Legos together yep. so I could have that picture in front of me. Yeah, you had to get it out there because the subtlety in our head when emotions are what we're basing everything on and it's what's shaping our perspective. Now, obviously, having grown up in church, I know you have a church background, we often uh, try, just try to ignore emotion or we make it something that is not good. Right. But the truth is, God gave us emotion. And I always say, I think emotions are great intensifiers uh, of life. They're not always great initiators. Uh, we don't always do well when we let emotion initiate our actions. Right. Uh, but yeah, we no. can't make the mistake of ignoring them. And this is why the Psalms are so beautiful. I yeah, think they put a lot out there. There's a lot of emotion that's being brought up, identified, so it can be source-checked. Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah, exactly. So oh, yeah. it sounds yeah, like exactly. that's kind of the process that you've been walking through there, Ben. You're, you're pulling the emotions up. This is how I feel. Right. Based on this, what I feel, this is what I'm thinking. 
Now let's source check that. Is that accurate? Right, right, right. And well, here here's another another primary or not say primary another an, another central part to some of that undoing um, of, of of the broken thinking that that I was um, that I was applying. Um, but essentially, God has used the rejection that I experienced to give me an appreciation of the acceptance that he's offered. Hmm. Okay. So, and what I, what I mean by that, um, is, you know, people that have come from nothing that now have something are usually more appreciative because they weren't, you know, they weren't born with a silver spoon in their mouth. Right. And people that were born with everything that they could want at any time that they could want it are usually far less appreciative of what they have. Unless it's or been, at least could take it for granted. Right. And unless it's been cultivated and, you know, ingrained in them than otherwise. But that progression from lack to flourish uh, is it, it develops an appreciation. So in for me, um, the rejection and God didn't want me to feel rejected by my friends, by my ex wife, by former employers. He did that's not what he wanted. But all of those elements can be applied to enhance the acceptance that I have mm. with with him or by him uh, and in relationship with him, if applied the right way by me. Right. So and and I was you know missing missing the boat on on that. But again, w- when I went to him, got quiet. You know, got still, got quiet, and said, "All right, what what do you want to say about this?" And I, I was pretty nervous. That was that was one of the other things that came out. So. The rejection was used to appreciate acceptance. You know, he said, you know, I, I know how you feel. And it was just very, very comforting and very personal, uh, personal time. But it just had a huge impact on um, the, the recovery from, from rejection and, where you know, where to go from here. So we have the other big thing for me is I had... You know, of course, we we tracked a handful of episodes. This is only our third time to sit down and record. Uh, the first thing we recorded was the pilot episode. Then we recorded the first four episodes of the depression journey. Now this is our third time we're recording the fifth journey. So, or the the uh, the uh, part five of the depression journey. But I didn't put anything together from the first episode or for the first record time we were recording. I sat down after our last time. With with all of our the five episodes that I had now in front of me, put them all together, got them all edited, had them all ready to go, and then I wouldn't I wouldn't upload it. I'm like, okay, the rubber has met the road, and I'm like, nah, mm, these I don't feel know. better in the can right. than they do. Yeah, I'm like, well, no, I've already yeah. got it out there, so uh, so it's good. Thanks. I'll see you later. <laughs> and uh, I would I'd walk past my computer and I'd look at it and it's like it was looking back at me like going, you need to post. You know, and I'm in my in my office, and the dog's asleep in the chair, and the dog kind of wakes, raises his head up, it's like, yeah, you need to you need to post. I'm going <laughs> back to sleep, but you should definitely uh, you yeah, should definitely sit down yeah, and post. Upload this. those, right? Yeah. I think, oh man. Yeah. So I went ahead and I created all of the stuff, the RSS feeds and everything, and got the the uh, the podcast live and uploaded the pilot, and then I just kind of stared at the screen again. I'm like, what is the deal? And um. I've, all right, fine. We're gonna go ahead and we're gonna upload these, and we're we're gonna we're gonna get them out there. And then I texted you. I was like, all right, the first two episodes are up, and um, so we had we had that. But there was such an immediate feeling of, all right, this is good. This is a major step. It was a huge step forward and a huge, um, 
just kind of like an, an, an emotional weight, uh, had, had come off just doing that going, yep, we're actually talking about this. We're, yep. you know, we're going to, we're going to have it out there. So it was, a well, big, you claimed it, you know, unclaimed baggage, unclaimed baggage yep. never gets unpacked. And that's so right. you've claimed it, it's out there, but here's the thing you mentioned that rejection was one of those issues and any creative that I know. And, and even though we're not necessarily trying to be ultra creative here, we are involved in a creative process. Oh yeah. And everyone I know who's involved in creative process deals with the possibility of this is going to stink. No one's going to like it. Right. No one's, I'm going to get negative feedback. It's going to fuel this rejection loop. Yes. But then there's that healthy place that says, it's not about that. It's, it's not about whether someone validates this. It's part of my process and it, it will help others because the greatest lie that gets perpetrated is that we're the only people who deal with this stuff. Right. We're the only ones who feel this way. We're the only ones who've had these bad experiences. And that keeps us isolated. Yes. Rather yeah, than yeah. getting the nutrients that you were talking about from the book Pe- People Feel, we need those inputs from other people. And so we, we get to decide who the people are uh, that get to speak into our situations. We get the choice in that. Uh, and I think that uh, one of the greatest things I ever heard, I can't remember who, I would give credit if I could remember but I'm old, so I don't always remember <laughs> these things. I just remember the statement, and that is never accept criticism from someone you wouldn't ask their advice. Ah, yes, yeah. So it, it's it kind of good. a it's a helpful tool, right? So, and we know in the day of the interweb, the internet, uh, lots of anonymous people behind keyboards become very passionate, very keyboard brave. warriors. Yes, uh, and so it's important that you took that step. You you uploaded these sessions that are talking about your journey. So that's, that's another part of this process for you to celebrate. Uh, yes, sir. Well, and I, of course I do, I do appreciate that. And while we're wrapping up this episode, I just want to say that the book that I'm reading now, and don't, don't judge me for this. If you listen to this book, because it's got a lot of words that my mom would not like, but I, I wanted to, I, I wanted to listen to what this guy had to say. And of course this is Matthew Perry, uh, and he put out his memoir, and it's uh, Friends, Lovers, and the Big Terrible Thing. And it's um, just a story of everything from his early childhood through his rise to um, being one of the leads on Friends, all the way up to Friends being the most popular show in the world, um, which is actually not where his struggle, struggles started at all. It was years before. That was a magnifying glass for them, but that's, it's not where people, oh, the rise to fame got him. Nope. No, that's not at all what got him. But this book was extremely insightful. If I just compare, paralleled it to what was going on in my life, he had different elements of rejection. Okay. Now, fortunately for me, I was, I was raised in a household where Christ was at the center of things most of the time. I mean, we did our best, you know, Yeah. and, but I didn't. I didn't find um, escape or um, I, I didn't I didn't find um, relief in through with with drugs or or alcohol. That was never never been a thing for him. That was that was what he had. Fairly introverted um, personality overall. Uh, he's the one the guy that makes everyone laugh. Yep. I, I like, you know, when, when I'm, you know, in a room in a social, social space, I, I'll be the guy, 
you know, trying to, you know, make people laugh. I'm an extreme introvert. Yeah. Humor uh, is a great deflector. Right. And and so he's sitting here talking about how he uses humor as a defense mechanism. I'm like, huh, that's that's oddly familiar. Yeah. You know, so it's, a little, it's uncomfortable. Um, but just listening to the different struggles and just knowing that, you know, the hand of God has been on me because we went through a lot of the, the same things. Now, his parents' marriage had, you know, it was huge thing for him and that was that was what that was the weight that he carried throughout his young childhood mine was just was being made fun of at school you know so right. we were both carrying extremely heavy emotional weights at that time his life took a very different direction uh than than mine did and just realized my story could be his very easily he has the fortune of having money to go to the treatment when he needs to go to the treatment to pay this doctor to pay whatever he needs. He can keep himself afloat. Other people that Not don't so have much. those type of resources, no, they're you know they are the ones that wind up flaking out entirely. You know, in in life, and just just so just hearing his story, and it's I'm not all the way through the book yet, and I will tell you if you do get the book. Just I'm I'm endorsing it from the perspective that the message is so loud and clear on so many things about rejection, depression, and, and, and other elements and what they can do. It's, there's a lot of profanity in it, a lot of, lot of, lot of construction words, a lot of no-nos, um, but the, I'm going to keep listening to it because the story is, I mean, it's just, I mean, it's just an enthralling story. So anyway, I don't want anyone to go, well, the church guy told me to get this we're, book and it's got all these cussing in yeah, it you know no, we're not endorsing so, the lifestyle choices or no, the no. responses or even the language used however it is very insightful to see that if nothing else i'm not the only one right yeah and, yeah and choices take us places and uh that's that's the thing that we all have to recognize uh so the book if you choose to listen to it or read it, um, it's not so much that we're telling you you should go out and get this book. We're just right. We're just telling you it's it's looking into a life of a public figure who's dealing with the same stuff right. that human beings deal with. It just gets magnified because of his public life. Right. And I would go. I, yes, I would go so far as to say the the more his life became public and the more resources he had, the greater the isolation became because. In his in his world, if one person knows about it, you know a thousand people know about it. Whereas, you know, my world, maybe one person knows about it. Maybe that's only five people that know about it. You know, yeah. it doesn't. The tabloids aren't interested in me. Right. Um. So, you know, so he does. That was an additional, you know, series of pressures and different things. But if you do get the book, read it, or if you get the audio book, listen to it with certain set of filters but just you know um anyway there uh, you go so well it may be good at this point to remind people why we're even talking about this and we're discussing your journey and that is that god made us he we're fearfully wonderfully made which means he knows our physiology but he right. also knows our psychology and he's available to us in those areas and so we want to dispel so many of the the unhealthy views on mental health, yeah. Uh, so that yes. if we we can at least claim our bag. Sometimes we our upbringing has told us we can't admit to that because to admit to that is going to lead to this type of rejection, this type of exposure, this 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 this, and so we hold it, we right. hide it. 
The problem is it's it's like yeast in that it it just keeps growing. Right. And eventually yeah. it comes out. Yes. And then that outcome is going to be much worse than if we're able to say, you know, I'm having I'm thinking these this way. I don't think it's the right way to think, but it's what's going through my head. That ability to get out in the open and as I said earlier, okay, these are this is how I feel. This is my perspective, but I want to be honest enough to say that may not be accurate. I want to get it out, find right, somewhere yeah. to talk about it so we can source check it. Is this really true? Yeah. Uh, I can't tell you how many times in the course of a day that I might have an emotional response to something only to find out, oh, that's not what that was at all. I wasted all that emotion. Yes. Uh, now, why did I react that way? And it often is back to a def- either a defensive posturing of some kind on my part where I'm trying to, I don't want to be uh, attacked or, re- you know, if, if right. we're around people who are always reacting defensively, if we're walking in a healthy place, we need to recognize that how we communicate with that person is going to take a little more effort. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. If we really want to, especially if there's someone close to us, a spouse or uh, a child, we need to be able to do that. So part of this journey, the great benefit of this and you talking openly and bringing about in real time where you are, uh, I think it should encourage people. If you claim the bags, you can unpack them and you can determine what you're carrying with you uh, going forward. And that's a good thing. Thank you for listening to Divergent Sense. We don't just want to hear from you. We need to hear from you and what topics you want us to speak on in the future. We've got plenty to say, but we want to say what you need to hear, what we all need to hear. So do the world a favor and email those requests to contact at divergentsense.com. And remember, when it comes to your way of thinking, just because it's different doesn't make it wrong. And just because it's common doesn't make it right.